Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. Okay, so today our guest is Ashley Gilbreth. Ashley's a Southern-based interior designer known for creating casually elegant homes that are both beautiful in their aesthetic and practical in their intention to bring family together and celebrate everyday living. We're excited to have Ashley on not only because we've been longtime fans of her work, but also because her debut book, The Joy of Home, published last month, and we want to hear all about what inspired her to break into the world of home decorating authorship. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here today. So tell us about your path as a, as a designer. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. I have always loved interiors. I've always loved just design in general. I'm, I've, I was the creative one at my household and not so much the academic one always, but um, much more of the creative and started out in architecture school, went to Auburn for architecture school did not know there was such a thing as an interiors program and then quickly realized there was and flip-flopped, switched over <laughs> to a completely different um, program. Yes, it completely changed. And then from there, let's see, I was uh, a graduate in the interior design program, loved it, um, took some classes at New York School of Interior Design uh, for a summer up there. I spent another summer working with um, Keith Langham up there, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, and then I married a Montgomery boy, and the rest is history. <laughs> um, <laughs> Had to make your way back south. They, yes, they didn't. They don't. Those Montgomery boys don't leave. So um, I married a Montgomery boy, and um, I had a wonderful job in Atlanta doing hospitality design for a little bit in the middle of there, um, and then really just kind of settled in in sweet little Montgomery. And um, there's not a huge design community there. Um, at least there wasn't in the interiors field, and so it just was a bit of a leap of faith of. If you're going to do it, just do it. We're going to be here. So we'll just figure it out and do it together. My husband is incredibly encouraging. And so we just jumped in. This was it. So that's the start. And the rest has been history. I've been doing this for, um, I think, 15 years almost on our own. And um, had, had a shop front for a good little bit and loved that. Um, have three little people that are not so little anymore. They're 12 and 10 and 6. So juggling juggling that and, and the world of interior design has, has been fun. And um that's it. We're just trying to make it happen. Uh, just a few oh, things. That's awesome. Just a few to list it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's just a normal life, right? Just for everybody. It's the same. I think we're all, we're all struggling for the same things, just different, just different, you know, different labels. <laughs> so I think it's totally interesting that you started off in architecture because I feel like a lot of the homes you work on are so beautiful in their architecture mm-hmm. and you're, you're kind of blessed with working with some really great architects. Um, so how does, how does that inform what you do or how you think about space? You know, I think it started with me with the way that the daylight comes into a room as silly and as simple as that sounds, but it's one of those things that it changes throughout the day. Um, the morning light is different than afternoon light. Um, and it changes the way you feel and it changes, um, the ambience of a space totally. And that's what drew me to to the architectural world, honestly, was the forms and the shapes. But I was so much more drawn to the inside than the outside. And I kept on wondering why we were not talking about the inside in class. It's like, I'm over roof lines. Like, can we talk about something that is not geometry based, please? (laughs) And start talking about something that is a little bit more exciting. Um, And then I realized after I had kind of not complained, but it kind of voiced my opinion for a minute or two that someone's like, you know, there's an interior design program. It's like, what? <laughs> so um, just flip-flopped. But yes, we have been blessed with some incredibly talented architects to be able to work alongside of. And it is so nice to be able to share the field with someone um, that's creative. And, and they just, they challenge you to push that line and to see things differently. And to be able to complement each other is, um, it's like this perfect little marriage. And it is so fun. So, so, so fun. Uh, Well, you can tell you guys work so beautifully together and cohesively because, I mean, every 
detail from the actual moldings to you even have in one dining room in your book that the dresser is tucked so nicely into this little perfect little niche that you know, you had the wherewithal and forethought to think it through and make this beautiful little moment, or I th- at least you made it look like you did. So we we we, we pulled it off. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, even you. your own home, you have some beautiful little um, kind of nooks and crannies, and um, I realize how much time and effort that is. Because even if you push a wall to put in a cute little daybed moment, which you have in like your son's room, you now you're taking that space from another room and or you're eating into that room. And so again, just to have that um, design element from the beginning with architects, I mean, makes every room look perfect. So uh, you're very sweet. It's We started doing this um, very, um, very young and dumb, to be honest with you, when we first got married and there was a house across the street from us that we thought it was like completely lowering everyone's house value on the street because it just was like literally falling in. And my sweet husband who has no fear was like, well, let's just fix it. And I'm like, you've lost your mind. Um, But we did. And, you know, in doing those things and trying to be really hands-on because you maybe can't afford to, to not be, which is where we were at the time, you figure out how to space plan and how, why, you know, a contractor calls something, whatever it may be, and you worry, you, you kind of learn to understand the millwork details and why a plumber thinks like a plumber thinks and why an electrician thinks like he thinks and how to how to speak their language. And so we really kind of fell into this because of um, <laughs> because of being young and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Yes. So, you know? <laughs> There is some beauty in that. And you you don't actually list the number in your book of how many like renovations you've done, but how many personal mm. renovations have you done? Because I can't count that high anymore. That's why. <laughs> uh, you know, to be really, really honest, I think I have lost count. Um, I think we have, I think it's somewhere between 15 and 17. I don't think we have, we have moved close to that number of times as well. But I think it's somewhere in there I start to sound like a complete and total fool, so I've just stopped counting. So, um <laughs> It's my husband loves the um, the negotiation, the buy and sell game, and the number portion of it, um, which he has really kind of developed over time. And then I think he uses me as one of his best assets to fix it. But then along the way, he causes me to fall in love with it, and he's like, "Yeah, but I'm just kidding. We can't keep it." Um, so you know, it's it has worked well um, in terms of kind of sharpening my skills in the design world. And when you don't have a client other than yourself, you get to really. Uh, try some things you wouldn't necessarily try otherwise. I get to be the guinea pig quite often. Sometimes it fails and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, But you learn along the way and I'd much rather mess up on my dollar than on somebody else's dollar. So, um, (laughs) you know, you you figure it out as you go along and then um, get to enjoy it for a little bit and then you go from there. I do hope at some point we actually don't move again. But um, I've learned that when I say this is my forever house, then then it ends up not being. So I'm just going to quit saying that and maybe I'll get lucky. Okay, so that leads me to to wonder, like, what is a forever home for you? Is it about location? Is it about layout? Is it about a feeling? What is it? 100% a feeling. I grew up in the same house from when I was five until my parents still live there. In fact, we're going we're going home for Easter for, with my whole family. So my parents are still there. And it's not so – my husband grew up differently. Um, he moved around a good little bit. Um, but home is where, I mean, that sounds so cheesy, but it's where your heart is, you know, that's where all your memories are. And that's, um, it looks different for everybody. It feels similar for most people. Um, but it's been so fun for me to be around these wonderful seasoned clients that are a little bit older in life, a little bit wiser than I am, first maybe a lot wiser than I am actually, but to be around these precious these precious families, these precious people that describe what they want their house to look like. And they're describing a sentiment. They're not necessarily describing, I want green walls. I mean, sometimes they are. But um, but it's more about, I want to feel like I felt when I was in my grandmother's kitchen when I was a little kid. I want that avocado green range. I'm like, oh my God, you're for real? But okay, we can, <laughs> we can figure that out. But, uh, I want that avocado green range that we cooked cookies on when I was little. And I want the island in the middle of the kitchen because that's where we had all of our meals. But we, had, you know, we ate dinner in the dining room instead. And I want that feeling of love that was created in that space. Um, I have another precious client who said, um, I think this is the same room you were talking about, the nook with the chest of drawers, that said she wanted the house that she grew up in in the 1980s. And her mom, you know, in the 1980s, it was like that blushy pink, peachy color with the blues. 
And she was like, I know that is so outdated, but I want peach and blue throughout my whole house because that reminds me of what my mom had growing up. And so we incorporated those colors all the way throughout. It just was a little bit more of an updated version of that. So it's just, you know, everyone has a different feeling. Was that the house that had the the coral scullery? Ooh, yes. Y'all have oh, to see no, it. different house. That's oh. a different house. But yes, that is a good one, too. Because that one was peach and blue, too. It was. Um, yes, you've got a good right. memory. Yes, you do. That's a great house. That's a really fun house and a really fun client. But yeah. it's just fun. Everyone's everyone's definition of home is a bit um, a bit different, but all carries that, that same little sentiment. And, um, you know, it it's an honor. This is going to sound really cheesy, but it's really true. It's an honor for us to be included um, in the smallest of ways, in the way that these precious clients remember their people for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of cool to think, I got to help you transform that dining room where you're going to spend your Christmas dinners with all of your people for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to have my name on it, but I got to be a part of what you're going to take with you, you know, when you go to heaven. That's kind of cool. Well, and the next generation of saying, I of remember everybody going and everybody. Yeah. Yes. To Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that... So. That room is gorgeous. And yes, it is. An, it's more blue with subtle peaches. I bet yes, I would have had a heart attack if someone was like, make me a 1980s home. I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> I did. But you know, it's a fun design challenge. It's a really fun mm-hmm. design challenge. If they were all easy, then it would be kind of boring. So um, it's those kind of quirky things that we love getting to scratch the surface on a client and kind of get to figure out what makes them tick because everybody's different. And that's what that's what the fun of this is about is getting to... Um, you know, we're in the service industry and we're here to make sure that you love what you get in the end. So if I don't know you, then I can't, I can't make it happen. Well, speaking of challenges, how did you pick which homes to um, place in the book? Oh, that is a challenge. Um, goodness, it was hard. It was really hard. But I think what was, you know, this is clearly the first time we've ever done this. I have learned so much through this process. So, so much. One Main thing is that I'm not a writer, don't want to be, could never be, um, but it's been so nice to have help in that category. But um, let's see, picking them was, the goal for out of this for me was to be able to show um, client houses that looked like client houses. That sounds kind of silly, but they didn't need to look like they were Ashley houses. They needed to look like, we might have been there for a moment, but um, but that my stamp was not on them. So there's a pretty diverse set of work, I think, throughout the book that may have a common thread, but it's not this book of um, the similar style, the similar look on every single page, I hope. I hope that when someone opens this, they can understand who the person is that lives there. Um, and maybe that we had fun getting them to that point, but not so much um, what Ashley would like to live in. I think one of my house is actually in there. Our, our beach house that we lived in for a little bit is in there at the very back, which is kind of fun. It's very different and kind of hodgepodgey in the best kind of way. But the goal is that these pages represent the lovely clients that we get to work with. I think that's totally represented in this book. I think that there, there are, there's a definite sensibility that is the thread that's, that is your work throughout here. And I think a lot of that has to do with you know, a subtlety of color, like you're very good with, with tone on tone, and then throwing like a splash of a, of a really sophisticated color. Mm-hmm. Um, a little personality, which I think is yes. So fun, so fun. Um, and then your mix of antiques in with, with more modern pieces, I think is just yeah. another one of your signatures. Well, thank you. It, that's a bit of like, there's the layers. I feel like that helps the space look um, collected not so much all brand new and it's a sense of history and a sense of you know maybe things being passed down from traditions and then two on the on the practical side i love an old piece because you can't really really can't hurt it (laughs) it's already been beat up on it's already been loved a little bit and so if you have a six-year-old colored on the kitchen table then go for it you know if you get an extra scratch well great you just add it to the patina you know it's one of those (laughs) things that you can't you really can't mess them up so i don't know that you have to have a whole house full of them but i think um you know, an occasional vintage chair or a case good piece are always nice introductions to a patina and just to a, um, a sense of history in a space. Have uh, you ever had a piece that someone wanted to use that just was <laughs> just going to just break everything? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> um, but but the reality of this is, and that you know, I, don't, I don't think you could be a good designer 
um, if you if you couldn't pull this off. Like if the client loves it, then guess what? So do I. I love it. And we will figure out the best place to put it hmm. and we will make it work. We will make it work. And that's the, that's part of the fun challenge. I mean, it's like getting dressed every day. If you have, you know, this pair of pants you have to wear because it's part of, you know, whatever, then we're going to dress it and we're going to, we're going to do whatever <laughs> we can do to, to distract from it or, you know, to make sure it's tailored in the right spot or, you know, whatever it may be. But, you know, it's just, it's part of, it's part of the creative challenge. It makes it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> I like that. That was really good. You actually oh, use no. a lot of, um, or, or what it seems like in your work in the book, a lot of uh, brown dining tables and chairs, but you've added your own little twist of um, upholstery to them within slip covers or little cushions. It is so darling. Everyone has to take a look at all the different little elements to these little because you've added buttons and tassels and everything about it makes the chair even sweeter um, and not feel so matchy-matchy, which is really beautiful. Okay, the dining dining chairs with the little pleated mini skirts. I mean, right? (laughs) Oh my God. They're so cute. Y'all are too sweet. Being the dining rooms are fun because it's, it's another one of those challenges where it's typically like a room of all brown. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. a wood floor, it's wood chairs, it's a wood table, they're wood buffets. Like what do you do to shake this up here? To, you know, everybody wants to use their grandmother's table or their whatever chairs. And you're going, ooh, how do we dress this thing? You know, okay, how, like, how many layers can we put on to distract a little bit or whatever it may be? So <laughs> it's another one of those fun challenges of breaking that that plane of an all brown room. Yeah. Well, I, you couldn't tell it was all brown in all the spaces okay. you did it. So it was so good. Good. Um, good. Thank you. But speaking of finishes, you even, you talk in part of the book about a home that you came in and switched up the finishes, like a cherry front hall that you then stripped. Can you talk us through that project? Oh, that one might have been mine. You <laughs> that know, was mine. One I lived it. Oh, I was like, oh, that was mine. I remember it. I don't know if I've even blocked it out of my mind or if I'm actually remembering it. Yes, it is your um, beach yes. house. Excuse me. It or was. was. Yes, mm-hmm. we had, um, yes, we had a wonderful painter that day that um, I don't think he quite knew what he was in for, but he had, he sanded, um, all of that wood and it was on the ceilings it was a two-floor ceiling second uh, second level ceiling of all wood and then the foyer was all wood and there was just a lovely um <laughs> orange cherry stain that was applied to it 20 years ago and it just it just needed to come off it just was yeah. really red really really red so um we stripped it I shouldn't say we I had nothing to do with it he stripped it <laughs> uh, <laughs> he stripped it I gave him lots of water and lots of pats on the back he did a great job but there was mm-hmm. a lot of it and we just went back over it with I think it was a a very we have a wonderful painter and um, a paint shop in town that will help us mock up samples and kind of get a, you know mm-hmm. solution diluted enough to get it to the right finish or whatever it may be so we beat up some boards and put all sorts of finishes on that thing and finally got it to where it was correct. But we were literally bringing um, <laughs> gallons and gallons of pre-mixed solution from Montgomery all the way to the beach <laughs> to have them put it on because that's who I trust. That's who I know. I get you that, know? though. You find mm-hmm. a good person, you're just going to hang on to them. So, uh, it, But, yes, that, that was one of those where I got to be the guinea pig, and we, we made it happen. Well, it's such a beautiful foyer. Um, just the shot shows you. you've you've – paired it with some beautiful white, you know, drapery and window coverings and the white lantern. Anyway, it just seems so, I didn't have any clue it was what it was until I was reading it and I was like, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> so, and the ceiling Your too, it's like, a, looks like a nice subtle white whitewash or pickling it to is. it or it's something. It's just a little mm-hmm. bit of it. You got it. You got it. Well, you're at the beach and it, not that you need to have seashells and yellow walls and, you know, sand everywhere, but it's just a more of a relaxed feel and that mm-hmm. it was a very um nothing's wrong with a red or an orange stain in the right application mm-hmm. but we weren't walking into a men's study we you know in in some uptown apartment somewhere this was a you're at the beach you're on the water like let's let's calm it down a little bit and put on some shorts and some flip-flops and you know feel a little bit less stuffy so <laughs> so southern style is definitely one of the hallmarks of your work Oh, yeah. How would you describe to our listeners what Southern style means to you? I think it has an inviting feel. I think it feels like you should be able to open the door and walk in and sit down and feel very comfortable and feel very welcome. It's that hospitality that I think Southerners do um, so well. Um, 
at my mom is from a little town in Alabama. My dad's from a little town in Tennessee, and um, I've never known life much differently. Um, I mean, I, it's funny. I, I was born in um, in Santa Monica. My mom lived in California. My parents lived in California for a long time. My mom was a, um, a Pantyum stewardess for 18 years. They flew all over the world and had a great time. But her stories of, of living there where she just would have all these wonderful friends because she would make them a pie and bring it down the street. Or she would, you know, like, that's just what you do in the South. And so she had all sorts of friends because it wasn't, you know, all that normal there. <laughs> so, but I think I think you'd treat homes this similarly in that it it, it should feel welcoming. It should feel there's a, a level of elegance, I feel like, in any home if you would like to pull that off. But there's also where you can walk in and take your shoes off and feel very comfortable at the same time. So I think if you can pull off both of those um, both of those sentiments at the same time, then I think you've achieved you know, a good a good feeling a good feeling home. Oh, that's I great. Hope we, I hope we can do that. I hope we do that well. Well, well that and a coral scullery, I mean. Right. <laughs> what more does one need? Uh, I love it. I love it. I mentioned earlier that your that your colors are really kind of beautiful and subdued, and then you've thrown in elegant. But that coral scullery is like a total curveball. And so what brought you to what brought you to that color? Oh, yes, <laughs> that that is, I, I mean, love it. That, that is, is a bold. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> It is bold. <laughs> and she's bold. There, She has the most wonderful personality. She's one of those that you leave her presence and your face hurts and your stomach hurts because you've laughed so hard that That's you awesome. are just, um, it's just a feel good. And that is her, her color, um, uh-huh. true and true and true all the way through. And it was something she was very passionate about in the very beginning. Um, she drove the process of the house the majority of the way, which we loved, um, because she had very specific ideas, which was always great. And we just kind of helped her execute a lot of it. Um, that coral scullery. Um, so Brandon Ingram is the architect for that job and he always does such a beautiful job, but you walk in the front door and to your right, you see that beautiful dining room. And then that peek through right there into that coral scullery is off the front door. I mean, you can see it from the front. So you automatically get this taste of like, Oh, this is a fun house. Get ready. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is, and the, and the client is as well. No, you can, for everyone listening again, until you see this image, the, it, the doorway into the scullery is in the back of the dining room. So again, you see through, but you also have, are those uh, mirrored pocket doors to, oh my oh, God. God. Oh, that's a, that's a Brandon for you. Yes, he does such a good job, but it's a great reflection and it allows that space to feel <sighs> a little bit moody and you can totally close it off if you're having a formal mm. dinner party. Dinner- formal dinner party or you also can peek in and be like oh don't you want to see the rest of this house because this is pretty amazing um yeah <laughs> it it's really fun it's fun well and you yeah. even bring it like again in with your little coral lamps in the dining room which again you've like made that rhythmic feeling ugh, ugh. it's gorgeous there's some little little pops you're very sweet thank you little pops all the way through and that that same kind of blush corally tone is really carried it's carried through the master bedroom and a much softer palette it's carried mm-hmm. through a little bit of the artwork that's in the study across from there. Um, it was a color that really spoke uh, spoke well in that home. And it, honestly, it looks just like the client, which I love. So it's fun. <laughs> that's really fun. I'd love to see like a color palette for like, oh my gosh, this is your personality. I'd like, you know, like you know what? It's a color funny. palette for someone uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. It's kind of like how people dress you, put your colors are good for you to wear. It's. I think there are some personality colors. No, no questions are asked. I think there totally are. We should start playing that game at the studio. That would be kind of (laughs) good. I just can't even imagine, though, when you bring, like, the paint chip or paint swatch, whatever size it was, and you're like, this is it. And she probably was like, if she's fun, she probably was like, oh, that's it. But, like. It was some trial and error on that one. Not going to lie. It was. We got it. We got it. Yeah. It it was a fun one. it doesn't look like trial and error, so you obviously well, got it. <laughs> we can pretend. We can pretend. Um, no, it, it was it was a good one. It took us a minute, but it, we got it. And speaking of colors, you uh, there is a lake house that you have in your book, and mm. it is just the warmest little everything you think of when you think of a lake in the South. Like if you close your eyes and picture the trees and the green, like it is greens and browns and like so yummy. And you have these green mohair chairs that like carry this room right Liz oh you're shaking your head they totally do that's the first like you mentioned this this room this house and that's the first thing I thought of was was those chairs yeah yeah I mean I will say on this yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah 
That was a great splurge. Fantastic. <laughs> and they're situated in a little, you've made like a little, a little nook. Little nook, yes. Mm-hmm. With a beautiful sofa and these two gorgeous big green chairs that overlook the lake, or at least the outside. They do. And where, for everyone again listening, just is there are also two massive lamps next to these big green chairs. I need to know the size of those lamps because they are the biggest thing I've ever seen. They're pretty big. Yeah, they're pretty big. They are. They, but you know, we had to carry that space. Totally. Those were two big copper jugs that we found and we had wired. Oh and we had the oh. shades custom made for them. So, yes, those things are enormous. I would dare say they're probably every bit of 30 inches to maybe plus in diameter. Oh. They are some, some big babies. But mm-hmm. um, you're right. And that little nook, it does. It peaks right over the lake. It's an amazing little peninsula spot that this house is situated on. Um, Chris Tippett of Tippett, Susan Baker drew this house um, for this precious family. And it, the windows are magical. I mean, just truly magical. And the view is out of this world. Mm. Um, and really... Our, our chore for the interiors was just to bring that outside inside and just to really um, pretend like everywhere you are inside, you are part of what is happening right outside those doors, um, and which which hopefully I think we did well in terms of the color palette and the pieces that were used in there. But again, it's a similar um, to, you know, being at the beach in the sense that you want to be able to be okay with a wet swimsuit bottom. Um, this precious family has um, children and grandchildren, and this is the family hangout. And so it needs to be forgiving um, and a very comfortable, serene palette to, to really um, just enhance your sense of place. Ugh, she said it so nicely, too. I want to go here. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the tub looked out at the lake. It was, I mean, unreal. Everything is about the lake and those views. And it was, that's so the amazing. point of hiring a great architect, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it is... It is such a luxury to be able to go alongside of someone that is so talented. Um, you know, in the interiors world, it's funny, the older I get in doing this, you can tell the projects, including some of my own, where you don't have a wonderful architect and you're over-designing because mm-hmm. you're trying hard to, to pull your eye away from some of the things that could have been done um, maybe a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're trying to detract from that. But when you have an architect, I mean, that is that is as talented as Chris or as Brandon, um, I mean, it's like fireworks. It's awesome. It is awesome. It makes oh our job gosh. so easy, and you just get to do what you know how to do well, and it works, and it's just it's not overly designed. It's just enough, and it's it's fun. So good. I was looking at the the primary bedroom of that same house, and you have this gorgeous metal bed in there and then you have a really like extra long is it a bench is it a sofa like it's it's just cozy so there's a bench at uh, along the window the one along the window the long the one along the window window. ah there's a bench at the end of the bed there's a bench at the end of the bed that is just a bench we found that guy on a on a fine trip in europe ages ago and i have this kind of secret stash of pieces that I really hope might come home with me one day, but then I find a client's house that I'm like, oh, but it was really perfect there. And so <laughs> I have to have this little deal with them. Like, if you've just had your tired of that, I need to be your first phone call because I might buy it back from you. Um, but anyway, th- that bench is one of those. One at the foot of the bed is certainly one of those. Um, but then there is this wonderful, again, that same window that stretches the whole view of the lake there. It has got this beautiful channeled um, little cushion across the bottom, and it just enhances, again, what's happening right outside that window. It's a great spot, I feel like, on a day that might be a little bit too chilly or even a little bit too hot just to perch right there and um, have a good cup of coffee and some good quiet time or something to just put you in the the perfect mood. That is the spot to be. Because I was thinking, like, in every other room, it's all about looking out, but having Mm -hmm. the back of this narrow, long sofa that's against the window, it kind of just brings it all back in and, Mm -hmm. yeah, get you a cup of tea. got it. You got it. And that room, the the dark walls in there sets that space apart from the rest of the house. And so it's just like a good, I wouldn't want to go in there and just close the door and just kind of tuck away from the whole entire world. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Are you designing one of those for your own house? The All right. I think that every mama needs that quiet time. No, I haven't found that yet, but I'm dreaming. Can you tell? I'm so okay. Dreaming. Put that on your forever home I, list. Yes. yes. I know, right? <laughs> 
I love it. Oh, I wish. I just need a closet every now and it'd be great just to go close the door for a minute. <laughs> true, true. And I'm sure you design beautiful closets. So we we do work on that as well. They're not they're not quite as beautiful as a quiet time spot, but yes, they're <laughs> I love it. Well, another um kind of fun hallmark that I saw you do a few times through your book was uh oversized mirrors behind either a dresser or console um, to kind of reflect the room. Um, yes. I love it. That was all. That, that was a note. Well, well, they're fun. It's one of those, um, it, too perfect is, is exactly that. It's too perfect. And I think there's a sense of trying really hard to not look like you tried so hard. <laughs> you, know, you know, it needs to not be overly designed. So those quirky little things of, um, artwork that's scaled too large for space or um, things that don't fit perfectly help help those forgiving lines I think mm-hmm. just help kind of make a space feel very real and not stuffy yeah um, it really added like the, a imperfections depth. are fun okay yeah it no it didn't feel in, but I see what you're you're getting at yeah it still felt very chef's kiss for sure but It just needed to not feel um, like we tried too hard, really. You know, things don't have to fit perfectly. It's more about loving what you have um, than having the perfect home for it. I mean, some of the best spaces to me are those curated spaces that have way too many things on their nightstand or books stacked on the floor or, you know, it just, it feels loved. It feels like someone has been in the space and it could tell stories and it just feels unique. So. Hopefully that's what we're going for. But I have I have used my the big mirror behind a piece maybe too many times here. Um, my girls in the studio <laughs> joke on me. They're like, "Do you have any other tricks up your sleeve? We have done this once." <laughs> but, but it is it is fun to have some overscaled pieces in a room just to kind of you know shake it up a little bit. Yeah, no, I want to try it because it looks so good. So I'm like, where can I where can I try this little trickaroo? Because it feels yeah, it. really good. And layering a piece of art in front of it or you know something fun mm-hmm. it always makes it have a little bit of depth. Mm. Like a good depth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Larry, art in a mirror. Okay, got trying that? to figure out where. Are you taking notes? Yeah, let's figure out where we can do that. I'm totally taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I another, and again, I'm just pointing out things, but they things I loved. Another thing was you have this modern home you worked on, which again, I'm sure was a fun stretch for you. Probably not, because um, it isn't as traditional. And that's in your book. And the range the hood range is like the whole wall like you it's so instead of just right where the vent is over the oven it's like you were like no no like just keep on going what's what was going on in there i love it fun architectural detail again i like a broken record here but that's where it's fun to just Mm -hmm. have an awesome architect to handhold and to kind of play with at the same time. I think we have a similar look maybe in a couple of houses. I will say too, I'm a big fan of go big or go home when it comes to a hood. Okay. It, that's your that's your visual artwork. That's what your eyes hit in a kitchen. That's at your right. line of sight. And so people often want to throw the microwave up there or I'm like, why? <laughs> that's what you're looking at. Nobody wants to see that ugly thing. Like that's the number one thing your eyes go to. Get that microwave out here. Um, so, you know, it, make it be pretty. You know, that's your artwork. That is the one mm-hmm. thing your eyes rest on. So let's do it and do it well and make it intentional and make it big if it needs to be big. Um, so that, that project that you're speaking of is one that, um, again, I think David Baker did that one and, um, he's incredibly talented too, and just really adds an architectural depth to what's happening in there. And it allows you to think outside the box and just really add some sculpture and some dimension to the space. And, and the space you have, again, just so many overscale things that it feels really, it just feels really neat. Like you have two massive pendants over a massive island and you have fluting too and on the cabinetry in there which is really big scale so Mm -hmm. it's a fun play visually too to see these like bigger um elements but yeah anyway that's those milk that's those millwork details that are priceless as far as i'm concerned oh my gosh Um, it's just it's awesome detailed work that you really um it it takes a home to a next level truly so good okay so i want to talk about the in that same that same house you have another like long sofa in kind of the breakfast nook area yes. by the by the island oh another is long gorgeous sofa oh in green too sofa with, oh in like the most beautiful like jade emerald green it's so pretty but then 
okay, I want to talk more about the chair choice that you have in there too. So the you have one. this this black oh, square back <laughs> wing back chair with kind of spool turned legs and then some really kind of modern caned low pieces Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so this client is um a little bit younger than i am and has three little people and the house is in baton rouge and she's just she's just cool all the way around and her house had to feel cool it just had to feel really just she's just very chic and very fun and very um, minimalist in a lot of ways, but she still needs to um, still needs to feel like she's young and fun too at the same time. So our colored choice, it was very minimal throughout the whole entire home, very architectural, lots of blacks and whites and grays. Um, but in the kitchen where in this kitchen, you pass through the space to get to anywhere else in the house. So it is really virtually, I mean, it's not a hallway, but it is essentially the pass-through space to connect the spaces together. And this was a great spot for a bunch of color. And you look out onto the pool right beyond there, and they have this beautiful large courtyard space that um, becomes part of the inside in a lot of ways because it's so green and lush and you see it from the kitchen. Um, but it was a wonderful spot to add um, just some depth and color and some richness and tone there. And then that big chair, because um, this serves kind of as like your keeping room. It's your breakfast table. It's your keeping room. It's the spot where you do homework. Um, the TV is kind of tucked away and hidden over there too. So it's it's kind of the family hangout. So very multi-purpose. The banquet has to um, you know serve for spaghetti night as well as having a glass of wine. So it has to be in a treated kind of indoor-outdoor fabric so you can scrub it if you need to. Um, the same for the rug. We have a puppy dog and we have some little eaters. So it needs to be very resilient in a lot of ways. And so it was fun that that, that black chair you're speaking about is um, covered in a vinyl. So you're wiping it down, but it has that fun little sheen to it. So you get a little bit of a pop or a reflection um, in the fabric. So it's it was a fun space to pull some personality in, especially with it being in the center of the home. Um, it's a fun little nook. Everything about that space says, like, what a glam kind of club. It does not say mm-hmm. performance. I've got puppies and kids, like, climbing well, up that's, everything. That's the idea. That's the idea. Thank you. That's the idea. But the reality is what's so cool about our job is that it's it's doable. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you can have it and function. I mean, one of my favorite comments that I'm always kind of rolling my eyes, I was like, well, we, we'll do this in five years when our kids are bigger. I'm like, okay, y'all, come on. There is enough um, you know, knowledge out there right now that you can have kids and dogs and dirty husband shoes and red wine and coffee and still live in a beautiful space. And it's okay. It is okay. Totally doable. In the white, she has a white sofa in her bedroom and this amazing all window nook, again, speaking, that looks out over the backyard in the pool. And it is gorgeous. I was just thinking how I would sit there knowing now that there's kids out at my beautiful little, I don't know where I drink my coffee actually is the, is the hard part in this house. <laughs> there's some, there are some fun spots to do so. Thanks to all these beautiful windows. Um, yes, there are some fun spots to do so for sure. So you didn't put the treatment though in this little nook, you didn't put the treatment right on the top of the window casings. You have done it outside the nook and she closes the drapes completely in the evening. <gasps> so smart. Yeah. Well, because it's all windows, yeah. so I figured she was closing it. We could have done it either way, but there's just something about the way that that feels if you can kind of tuck yourself away a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, but yes, and that's that's and it's, it's mechanical too, so it always makes it very helpful um, uh, to be a little be a little lazy nice. and hit a button and just have it open and close. Mm. Yes, every time I can be lazy, I pick lazy for right. sure. Same, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So something else, again, that I noticed, because I'm picking apart your book, but I, I, only because I'm studying it for myself. So I have a lofted um, master in my newer home, and I haven't picked out a bed yet, but you love a poster bed. Um, And I feel like almost all the masters are some form or fashion, not obviously the same, but um, they're all beautiful variations. Um, Why do you always use a poster bed? You know what's funny is that we do. We use them often, and I haven't ever really even thought about that, but we do. Whether it's an iron one or a wooden one or, uh-huh. or we drape we drape it of some mm-hmm. sort, yes, we kind of do. 
Um, mm, I need to find another trick up my sleeve here. We do <laughs> no, it looks so good. Don't no. change your tricks. No, no, no. Well, I but, felt, um, I, I know why I felt like it was needed. So I want to hear your reasoning to validate me. It adds some good drama. I mean, it really does. It adds some drama and it adds um, some depth to a space, especially if you have a vaulted ceiling or something where you have the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. It really allows you to take advantage of that depth. It's not in every space that you can pull off. Mm-hmm. You know, drapery from the ceiling necessarily or a wonderful um, any bed bed drapings just by themselves are a whole another beast um but we it, it allows um for a little pizzazz in there you know for mm-hmm. lack of a better word but it just it adds for some drama in that space where sometimes you know you need to set the master apart in, a, in its own little way and that's a great way to do it yeah and that's walking into the space because of course in your book everything looks gorgeous, but walking into my space with no no furniture in it, just a bed feels so low in a vaulted room where you're like, well, well, visually we're on the ground and there's so much wall, and so I just love how it brings your eye up in a space, and especially when you've done the drapery too on the bed, um, it's ugh, just so delicious and looks so cozy. One other kind of thing that I've seen you do in a few of these homes is putting artwork either in a window, like hanging it on a window pane or over a wall of curtains, Mm -hmm. which is so chic and so unexpected. Walk us through that, that kind of like thinking about like, okay, here's a great window, but like, I'm going to hang a piece of artwork over it. Like what, what brings that decision to the forefront? So one of them, one of my favorite spaces like that is that same lake project. Um, And I don't think we, I don't know if we actually, I think that one is on the easel in front of a window maybe there. But when you have this beautiful expanse behind you, which you really don't want to take away from, but if you don't have something that pulls your eye up there, you're just incredibly weighted on the floor. I mean, everything, everything clearly sits on the floor. All your furniture is down below. But if you don't have um, that focal point to pull your eye up, then you're, you're, you're not doing a good enough job of, of letting your eye take in the whole space. You need something that pulls your eye up off of those those grounded pieces to um, to actually enjoy the whole the whole visual. And similarly to um, artwork and drapery, sometimes you just need that punch right there. It's kind of like putting a necklace on a, on with a dress on. Like you look great, everything's put together. That's a beautiful dress, but you kind of need that little something extra that just kind of pulls you into. Um, into seeing your face or like you need a great bright red lipstick or something that just makes you say, oh, this is what I should focus on kind of thing. And so it just, it helps draw your eye, draw your attention to, um, to a level that you really want to kind of take in. I don't think I'm doing a good job explaining that, but it is, it is, um, it is something we do quite often. And it's something that I feel like is always a fun touch, a bit unexpected. Um, and Stoller likes to roll his eyes at me when I ask him to do it, but, um, but we do it and it works. <laughs> you do it in front of a few a mirrors in front of windows too, in like a bathroom and it looks great. We do. We do. It's just that layering. It's that layering effect. And again, it needs to not look overly perfect, you know, it needs to look mm-hmm. like, Hey, we just really like this piece of artwork. So we're putting it here, whether mm-hmm. it, we're breaking the rules or not, it doesn't really matter. This is just something that we're drawn to and it's going to happen. And it's what it is. Yeah. Well, I think it's the breaking the rules, again, that adds that, you know, element of surprise, too. Yes. My husband has yeah. said often that the rules, I just don't think that any of the rules apply to me. You may be right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, That's great. You also love a good Suzani. Like, oh, so yeah. love one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So love one. Well, you know, when you're doing a whole house full of artwork for a client, and they may have a couple pieces they bring to the table, but you can you need a diverse collection. And Suzani's are so powerful in so many different ways. I mean, the texture, the color, the scale. I mean, just and to talk dollars and cents for a minute. I mean, when are you going to find something that large at that price point? Like ever, you're really yeah. not going to. Mm-hmm. And it does so much for space. It's a textile. I mean, it's not. It's not an oil painting. It's not a photograph. It's not a charcoal. It's not a, a print. It's not a botanical. It's not a, a pressed something. You know, it is, it's a texture and it's, it's a great way to shake up your typical artwork and add so much depth and um, just to play on color. They are some of my favorites. If you can find some good Suzani's, that's like my, my jam right now. I'm all about it. Or over the back of a sofa or mm-hmm. as a long lumbar pillow on a, um, on a bed. It just, 
the age and the um, the patina to them to me mm-hmm. is just really really mm-hmm. magical. Yeah, they they look great over in all your spaces. Even one of your spaces, there's already tons of pattern, and then you've layered this pattern on top, and it works so well. Um, I would have never been brave enough to even pull it out to be like, this is this is it. Um, we know it. Sometimes we aren't either, but that you get on site and you're like, oh, this kind of looks good together. So you're like, wait just for the record, second. we're not always that brave either. But. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I had I had one more note that I feel like anybody who goes to this book really needs to pay attention to is your bunk room spaces. You just have leaned into this very whimsy, beautiful spaces, um, whether or not they're colorful in the actual architecture of the actual beds. And uh, one of them even has a stage in the little room. <laughs> You've built a little stage for these kids. Anyway, your your children's spaces and bunk rooms are to die for. Well, you're sweet. Thank you. They, um, I think it helps to have little people. It helps to, um, to sometimes I still feel like I am one, so that might be part of the problem or part of, part of the reason why we pull this off. But <laughs> Yeah, it's a problem. Um, no. it, it, it also helps to be the one that makes them up quite often as well, so you figure out how to make that happen a little oh. easier. Um, mm. you know, so you, yeah, there's, there's the reality. They have to function, too. They can't just look cute. You have to be the mama that's going to go there and make them up or the installer, the designer who's crawling out there to put them together. You know, you have to be the one that actually makes them function, too. But, yes, they oh. are. It's such a fun space where you get to really um, break some rules and being creative and be colorful and be a bit juvenile. It, it, they're really a fun place to just to be kind of whimsical and kind of fun. Uh, you don't get that option, that, that, that choice all that often. And so it's really a good spot just to, you know, to pretend like I'm six years old still for a little bit and enjoy it. Well, every, again, each is like a color and has a little custom cutout of some sort or decorative railing. Again, they're just, they're, each one is so unique. Um, and I think you have like three or four in the book. Um, yeah, so, or they're thoughtfully placed in the home. Like there's one that's like right outside of a guest room so that you can have the parents have their own suite and then the kids are outside in kind of the playroom that that's just outside of the guest suite, yes, which is so, so brilliant. Yes. That was actually at our at our beach house. And you know, if you have a spot at the beach, you always have guests. So you always need the overflow spot or, or you have, we actually lived there, lived there for our, our two little COVID year checkout down at the beach, which was so fun. You always have extras. And so we, we took a, a closet and carved out the bunks inside of what was a closet and then made another little small closet somewhere else but just to make enough room for that because you do you want you want the little people to feel like they're it's not just hey throw an air mattress on the floor this is your spot to be but you also can have enough room you know for the parents to have one spot and then the kids to be in a different spot so it's important uh. it's important to me at least and i think little people are 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 maybe it's just the stage that i'm in at the moment in life but i don't think so but they they add such a sense of joy to whatever you're doing in the spaces that you're in and honestly, a bit of a refreshing spirit most of the time that I, I generally very much need. So let's make sure they feel wanted and special and in a good little spot. And um, it makes everybody happy. Ugh, that light blue one you have with the drapery, sign me up. That's my bedroom. Mm. Mm. As long as I can be on the bottom and don't sleep on the top, I'm the same way. So. Ah, even the little stairway you've built has the striped floor, like continued oh, up so the sweet. stairs. Ugh, yes. oh, guys. It was so a good. Fun, all the details. Fun, fun room. It was. Yes. And she has all little girl green babies so far. So <gasps> we had to make it be where she could have a boy at some point, but it has to look like girls live there as well. So that's always a fun dynamic. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, that's awesome. Well, should we should we work on our decorating dilemma? Let's do it. So this one is a good one. So it is from Stephanie and she writes to say, hi, ladies and Ashley, I love your podcast and I've been listening nonstop and have learned so much about interior design, like how high to hang art, the value of dimmable lamps and the important size of proportions. So again, she's obviously a great student of the podcast. I love it. I need your help with my data kitchen from the early 1990s. It's definitely not in our budget to gut the kitchen and I'm stuck on what's worth doing financially. I do know if for certain, the backsplash needs to go, but we're pretty settled on a 
Delft inspired tile, perhaps in green. These are my top five decorating dilemmas <laughs> in her kitchen. Okay. One is what to do with her orange wood cabinets. They are 100% solid oak. Her husband loves the oak, but not the color, but want to keep some wood to some degree. My husband doesn't want to paint all of this. And I have green cabinets, and so she reference, references that she loves my green cabinets. If I do restain some cabinets, should I go darker or lighter, or can I keep it the same? Okay, then the second question is, what about wall paint color? The walls are fair are ferron ball ball green and i don't love this color in this kitchen the paint color in the connected dining room is also ball green and that is staying so whatever i choose has to work with that um three what do i do about the island unfortunately we would have to cut off too much to make it a rectangle and keep the walkway clear is there some other shape beside an oval that will work for the upper cabinets are staying, but should I extend the cabinets to the countertop? Would that work with the L-shaped counters? And then the final question is five. Do I need to hire a designer to make this space work? <laughs> My budget is teeny for how big this room is and what needs to be done. And a designer friend told me I should just wait to get the kitchen to get it right. Should I listen to her? Thanks. Thank you for all and any insight and for taking the time to help me solve this extremely long dilemma, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Okay. Stephanie sounds like she has a fun, a fun dilemma here. And it's, um, yeah, her questions are good. Your questions are good. Where do you think the best place to start is? Well, so I'll just kind of describe the room. So this is a lofted space. It does have a beam in the top. It also has sunlights in the ceiling, but then the windows by her kitchen table are round, are rounded at the top. The kitchen itself is a, the fridge on one wall which is a stainless steel with the with the kind of orangey red stain. Um, the island is like a clipped corner rectangle because you kind of have to clip the corners to move in the space and it does have a sink in it. And then there's a U shape on the other opposite wall from the refrigerator wall. And the sink is in the center of the U. I, yeah, it's a hard one because of this weird island in the middle and the refrigerator and oven on one side. So I'm gonna be just really honest and say, I think let's throw out some pointers that um, that I think you could do to put a Band-Aid on it. But the space has so much potential, like so much potential. It's got an incredible ceiling height. It's got the daylight. It's got great beams. There's a lot of square footage for cabinetry space, for island space to be so much more functional than what it looks like it is. And mm -hmm. from the images that she sent over, it looks like dollhouse furniture in a space because the vault is so so amazing, which is a great architectural detail, but the, the furniture, the, the plate, the cabinet size looks very dwarfed because the ceiling is so tall. So proportionally, the things do not balance. So if we were gonna, I would say, yes, follow your friend's guidance and do this all at one time. That would be my honest, honest take on it. But if you were not going to, let's also play devil's advocate and throw some fun things out just to say, if you just grab a can of paint and you really wanted to do something this weekend, what would you do? This would be it kind of thing. For starters, I, I get that some lots of husbands always love the the wood. Um, it needs to go. It just needs to go. It needs to go in here for sure. The green walls are beautiful, but when you put green against orange or green against red, those are color combinations that are very strong and they play off of each other. So the, the orange turns more orange because of the green walls and the green turns more green because of the orange cabinetry. So those two, if you don't love the, the orangey cabinetry tone, those two color combinations are not good together. So maybe keep the green in the dining room, which I'm sure is beautiful. That's a wonderful color that we have used before that I love. It just does not marry well with the green. So I would say go with a more neutral wall. And to be honest, you want your, we need to make your upper cabinets look like they grow. They need to feel taller. So I would paint your upper cabinets between the refrigerator and the double ovens, at least that portion. I would paint them out the same as your wall color. So they almost disappear and blend in. So they'll begin to grow and grow up. You have, there's enough space in here based off of the floor plan to get rid of the, the U shape altogether and just have two walls of cabinetry and then have a longer extended island. I think that would be beautiful and it would function much better. It looks like the breakfast table is smack up against the windows over there and you would be able to pull that out into the space if, um, if that U-shaped countertop would go away some. 
You have the ability with these wonderful ceiling heights to put some great pendants over the island and really pull your eye up off, just like we were talking about the artwork kind of does that in front of drapery kind of thing. Pull your eye up off of the space below. The Delft tile, she's talking about are beautiful. There's so much else going on in the space that I don't think you would ever see them. The wood tones are so strong and there's so much else going on that I don't know that the investment is there but until you free up your visual um, to be able to see that. They're, they're beautiful and I totally understand the traditional nature behind that and I think they would be great in here but I think you need some cabinetry edits to actually be able to, um, to enjoy and, and really get to see them. Would you do all of the cabinets painted as the same color or would you do like a darker, like down on the lowers and the lighter um, to match I think match you might could shake up? it up some. I think maybe what's at the refrigerator cabinet and what's at the double ovens cabinetry could go a little bit darker and what's in the center could go lighter. Or maybe you keep the bottom ones dark there where the cooktop is and just lighten up the top ones possibly. And on the kitchen sink wall, it's the same thing. There's just, I would almost get rid of the whole shelving unit stuff above the kitchen sink just to give yourself some breathing room to kind of go up there. There's, it's a great space. It's a great, in terms of the amount of square footage there is there and the layout of pieces and parts are great. Um, but I would say if you, if there was enough budget to even replace the upper cabinets, Maybe keep the lower and paint the lower, but replace the upper to give you some more height. The, the upper cabinetry could be at least 50% taller. We need to accentuate the height here big time. So if you have shorter cabinets, it just cuts that line. It just draws a line and cuts it all in half. So um, I would say paint for sure, for sure. Um, and it, or maybe if you could at least redo the upper cabinetry. I, I'm with you. If we're going budget, which seems to be at the moment and you can save up because this is I think a gut job will change your whole mind because it's a huge mm -hmm. space too it's not even like oh you're limited to that layout no you can easily Sky's make this limit more. yeah yeah so I totally agree I think paint will do a huge thing I think going walls and cabinets the same and mm -hmm. I also it looks like she has a ceiling fan kind of over the mm -hmm. island I do think if maybe you could find something fun and big to go over your island too, it might again help with that eye thing for now. And then like just those two investments and then I wouldn't even take down the tile right now because I do feel like don't spend that money. Like mm -hmm. if you're if you're saving for a bigger job, I think paint mm -hmm. and or a light fixture or and a light fixture would be go far at the moment. I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, they were one all you said. I just agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> one thing about stainless appliances, too, that we've learned along the way, if, if you have to work around them, keep them. If you can keep the base cabinets um, a darker tone, it helps them blend and helps them go away. Um, oh. And then paint your upper cabinets a little bit lighter, especially in the situation when you want them to grow some. Um, but, you know, if you... The, the tone right now of the wood tone up against the stainless, they're mm -hmm. all kind of medium tones. But mm -hmm. if you go with a white cabinet against a medium tone stainless and the stainless starts to stand out, actually it really starts to pop. So ah. if you can keep it all kind of medium tones down there, then you don't you don't see the appliances quite as much. So mm -hmm. keep that oh, in That's your, a good trick. In your little back pocket, yeah. Mm -hmm. It kind of mm -hmm. helps, helps them blend. Some. You don't, the, those appliances you don't totally see until someone puts them up against something white. And you're like, oh, where'd that come from? Um, <laughs> so just try to hide them a little bit. <laughs> all right. No, I think that's good. Um, that's plus, she great. has all that. She has the light in there, too. So she could she could definitely play with the darker colors and not feel. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was I had fun kind of playing with the space in my mind. And just the hood could be so much larger. Um, in terms of width and in terms Which, of height. I mean, there's lots to do oh, there. Oh, you know? the so, height part so much down height. the road. Ugh. That could be great. You could add this room for sconces up above the kitchen sink, of, you know, maybe some open shelving possibly, or even keep it closed, <gasps> but you've got room for sconces above. Um, there's so, there's like I said, there's a ton of potential here. Ugh, ton of potential. Everything you just said I want for her, so I'm and sure she's going to listen. Same. You deserve it. You do. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's yeah, too funny. Uh, it's a great well, space. Great well, space. Stephanie, it really whatever is. Whatever you do, we would love to see it. So um, thank you for writing in with this wonderful dilemma. <laughs> well, thank you, Ashley, so much for helping and 
sharing your book with us and everything. It's been such a treat to have you. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and see all your beautiful work and buy your book? Yes, you guys. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You guys have made this so much fun for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be included. Website is ashleygilbreth.com. Let's see. Instagram is Ashley Gilbreth Interior Design. And our book is on Amazon. It is also on our website. And and it's officially out. Like out. out. So um, <laughs> go grab one, please. And, and tell us what you think about it. We would love to hear. So um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Oh my gosh. We had the best oh, time. Thank you so much. This was fun. Yeah. Plus we were shocked. We hadn't already talked to you because we've talked to some of your like best friends, it sounds like. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, Ashley's the best. And we were like, what? Uh, How do we miss her? So. Y'all are too sweet. Too, too sweet. Hopefully we can do it again soon. This was just awesome. Thank you both so much. Thank you. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time. Happy Happy decorating. decorating!